0: It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the
1: fence side. side. It ain't the left side.
0: Thank you so much, welcome right to another episode of On the Ten Side here with Kat and Paul Picken. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, and on iHeartRadio. The second week in a row, the Dolphins have a dramatic comeback victory against the New York Jets, down 28-14. to 14. Jay Cutler goes down. Matt Moore comes in, throws two big touchdowns to Kenny Stills in the fourth quarter, and the Dolphins end up pulling away with the victory to get to four and two. Paul, what, what can you say? I mean, it's uh, the Dolphins seem to be the comeback kids here in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they definitely uh, they definitely
1: seem very re-energized under Matt Moore. Not a big thing about Jay Cutler either although Matt Moore did something Jay Cutler didn't he stretched the field a little bit which forced the Jets defense to play honest once the Jets defense played honest which we've seen from a lot of teams this year that they haven't Miami was able to really just take over the game as of that Bobby McCain's game game clinching interception and they look pretty good I I
0: like their odds this Thursday and after that game Byron Maxwell was released in favor of Bobby McCain. So not a big surprise there when you see the youth at cornerback for the Dolphins. Paul, let's jump right into the positional grades here. Quarterback Jay Cutler and Matt Moore combined for over 300 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, Overall, I've got to give them a B plus here.
1: Yeah, I'm right there with you on the B plus. It's, very easy to, to say because Cutler was having an okay game. Matt Moore re-energized the entire offense. B-plus is an easy grade to give out
0: here. Yeah, I mean, you look at Matt Moore and how he performed in this game. He gets he he drops back, and by the time he hits his back foot, the ball is up and the ball is out. So the Dolphins make it a blessing and surprise by getting to see Matt Moore in one more game here against the Baltimore Ravens. At running back, Paul, I can't give Jay, Jay better than a C-plus here because, uh, you know, 21 carries 53 yards, but 40-something yards after contact. You know, I, I can't alone blame him for anything, but, you know, not not a great yards per carry average. Luckily, though, Ajaye did open up the running game or open up the passing game because of that. So I'm going to go with a C-plus here at running back.
1: I'm going with a B for him, and and, and mainly because – you look at that defense, and like I was saying before, you've got eight or nine guys not just playing up in the box but charging forward at the snap because everything's within five yards of the line of scrimmage with Jay Cutler. They they schemed it well, and once Matt Moore started opening it up, you saw you saw Jai shake a little free. Add to that, Damian Williams continuing to be a threat in the receiving game, and, and it's easily a beast for me.
0: A receiver and tight end, I'm going to throw it back to you. It looks like they had one of their better games.
1: They did. I'm, not, I'm still not a huge fan of Julius Thomas, but I like the fact that Fasano got in and had a role. Probably the best game we've seen from Kenny Stills as a Dolphin, and Jarvis Landry had a, one of his best games of the year, considering the fact that he wasn't you know, just, just catching short catch, drop, short catch, drop, short catch, drop. So this should be really exciting when Devontae Parker gets back. Leonte Carew, I know the pass interference call on him was bogus, but he did have a rough game out there and looked absolutely lost.
0: Yeah, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with an A minus here. Yeah, Kenny Still's an amazing game. Six catches for 85 yards. Also drew a long pass interference call. Had a touchdown called back, uh, and had a giant circus catch catch at the beginning of the game. And Jarvis Landry finally averages over 13 yards a catch. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with an A minus for him. The offensive line a little bit of a rough day. Mike Pouncey has two penalties. Juan James gets pushed back a little bit more than I would have liked. Laramie Tunza leaves the game. They had a real difficult time opening holes for Jay Ajayi and uh, protecting Jay Cutler early on. For the offensive line, I'm going to give him a C-. minus. For me, I'm
1: actually in, in the B range with these guys, which may seem a little ridiculous if you just look at the stat sheet. But like we said before, with eight or nine guys charging the line of scrimmage and the, the Dolphins offense blocking with five and an occasional running back, There's not much hope for these guys. These guys did a hell of a lot better than they should have, given the fact that the Jets' defense was basically crashing the line of scrimmage over and over and over again with more players than Miami had blockers. So for me, I think they did an admirable job, even though it wasn't spectacular. I'll throw a B their way.
0: Speaking of crashing down on offensive lines, the defensive line, we just can't get enough of. I mean, Cameron Wake, two and a half sacks, handful of pressures. Davin and Charles Harris play a good game out there. That Bobby McCain interception. You'll see Charles Harris really getting to the quarterback. Jordan Phillips had a had a little bit of a rough game. Yeah, you know he, he failed to strip a, a ball on Matt Forte's twenty something yard run, and then followed it up with a fifteen yard penalty. But overall, the defensive line again controlling the game at the line of scrimmage. I'm going to go with an A minus for the D line. I'm going with
1: an A. Cameron Wake's playing the best football in the NFL as far as rushing the passer, and he's been great against the run. And Dominic Sue, Davin Gotchow, I mean the depth along this defensive line alone is, is, is absolutely amazing. And I think they did a good job pressuring McCown in this game, especially as a game wore on. For me, I, I definitely have to go with an A here. It's nice and solid for these guys.
0: Moving on to linebacker, I tell you, I mean, Kiko Alonso, every game he's up, he's down, he's up, he's down. This game, he was definitely down. I mean, he let up that touchdown to Austin Safari and Jenkins, let up a lot of key third downs, too. Lawrence Timmons missed a few tackles in the beginning, but had a great fourth quarter. Ray Malaluga, fantastic game at that linebacker spot. So I'm going to give this linebacker unit a B.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm absolutely enamored with what Ray Malaluga's done. I know some of our listeners are not, but, you know, it, it's – you look at what he was brought in to do, and he's doing it. He's filling along that line, and we're not getting gashed up the middle. When you see the runs going for long gains, they're going off the edges, uh, particularly the Kiko's side of the field, to be honest with you. But I'm still okay with Kiko. Uh, what looked to be a very big unit of weakness a few weeks ago is now absolutely a unit of strength. Lawrence Timmons, if he does get his hands on you, you're going down, and, and you're going down hard. And he continues to make more plays in the passing game than either of us expected. For me, it's yet another A along this defense.
0: I'll throw it back to you for the defensive backs.
1: I'm going to go with an A here. Um, Other than uh, at safety next to Rashad Jones, I'm okay with how this game played out. I know a lot of people are going to be down on Tankers Tankersley. He had perfect position on that long touchdown bomb. Like Dan Marino said, perfect pass beats perfect coverage. And unfortunately, Josh McCown, every once in a blue moon, is going to throw a perfect pass, and he did drop one right over over uh, Tankersley. But I'm not going to fault him there. He had perfect coverage. And, you know, the, the other one, there was some confusion on whether or not he had safety help. He's going to learn from that. Um, as far as Xavier Howard, he was outstanding. Rashad Jones It's still Rashad Jones. And for me, it's an A, despite a few things that could bring it down. And don't forget Bobby McCain's game clutching interception.
0: I'm going to give him a B on this. Uh, I'm not as understanding about Tankersley giving up two touchdowns in the first quarter, but as long as Xavier Howard and Tankersley are failing forward, which I believe they are, then I think that's it's it's there's some good that can come out of that. Yeah, Bobby McCain in the slot has been really good this year. Had that game-clinching interception, too. I mean, at the safety spot, it was the first time. Nate Allen looked like an NFL-caliber free safety. Hopefully that continues. Rashad Jones is all over the field. Um, so, But they, they did let up a lot of yardage here, Josh McCown. One interesting stat when you look at it is Josh McCown only had 61 yards passing in the final three quarters compared to got 160-something, I believe, in the first 14 minutes of the game. So the Dolphins really hunkered down there at the end of the game. So overall, I'm, I'm going to give the defensive backs a B uh, moving along to special teams. Matt Hawk seems to get be getting better and better every week. Six punts over 40 yards on average. Cody Parkey also kicks the game winning field goal, which is becoming pretty common for him. And Jakeem Grant and Kenyon Drake have two total kick returns, but they return them back 26 and 30 yards. I really love the punt and kick return coverage every week. It seems like every time, it's they're getting back to only the 15 or 20 yard line, uh, the returners of the opposite team. So, uh, I am going to give the special teams an A minus here.
1: I went with a B plus for a lot of the reasons you said. I also really did like what I saw to Jakeem Grant in the return game, even though it looked like he might he bobbled one of the punt returns a little bit. He still got some solid return yards and, and really made the most of what he had. So it's easily a B plus here.
0: So who's your player of the game here, Paul? I gotta give it to Bobby
1: McCain, even though we could go Kenny Stills or Cam Wake. I mean, this is a kid that that's taken a beating in the media amongst fan base, etc. And he came in, he's been stepping up every game this year. And he stepped in and made the game clinching interception to win this game for Miami. So Bobby McCain gets gets my vote.
0: Yeah, I could go with a lot of players. I'll go with Kenny Stills. I mean, what a steal this guy has turned into for, you know, just $8 million a year. Remember, he's only 25 years old, and you bring you see the deep speed that he brings. Very impressive. My GOAT of the game is going to be a player who was my player of the game a few weeks ago, and that's Kiko Alonso. Um, like I said, gave up a lot of first downs, and he lost track of Austin Safarian Jenkins there in the end zone too. So it seems to be up and down every week. Usually it's been more bad or good than bad this year with Kiko. but this was definitely one of his worst games. How about you? Um, for my go to the game.
1: I got to go Jay Cutler here, even though uh, he did have a decent game. He kept the defense for the Jets really in this game with, with the short passing game. And we've talked about it. We saw it last week against Atlanta when he did open it up a little bit the way that the defense went to being honest, and then Miami was able to move the ball with ease. In this game, he shortened his field back up again. And and really, for me, it's just too much. It's too much. He needs to start stretching the field when he gets back in a few weeks from from his busted ribs.
0: And he may not get the opportunity if Matt Moore really shines Thursday against Baltimore. Paul, a huge matchup here against the Baltimore Ravens on Thursday night football, four and two Dolphins against three and four Ravens. And if the Dolphins can win this game and get to five and two, they, they they're at tiebreakers over the chargers over the Titans and over the Ravens here. And they're looking pretty good for the playoffs here. We have a few bullet points to go over and really keys to the game. One for me is going to be left tackle, Laramie Tunzel, which with what looks like the bum knee going up against Terrell Suggs, a future hall of famer, four and a half sacks this year, really going to be Sugg or Tunzel's, first big test in the NFL. And he's got a big task here of protecting Matt Moore to make sure that he doesn't get hurt. Because if he gets if he gets hurt, we might be one injury away from David Fales here. So that that's one matchup I'm looking at. What's one you're looking at?
1: For me it's it's really the entire offensive line. If they're able to enforce their will against against the Ravens defense here. I don't see the rest of the Ravens defense being able to match up with, with what Miami's got on offense, whether Devontae Parker is back or not. I just see Miami being able to impose their will it's in all facets to the game because, let's face it, the defensive line is going to do great. Defense as a whole is going to do great. If that offensive line can give Matt more time and open holes for Jay that's going to be huge in this game, and, and I don't see it being even close.
0: Looking at the first drive of the Jets game. I mean, that's what frustrated me so much is I expected the Dolphins to come out and dominate on defense. And before I can even finish my first beer, they are absolutely – they've already they have already allowed a touchdown. First play of the game, 31 yards to blow Powell. But here in this game, I, I want to see the Dolphins defensively come out and smack them in the mouth to begin with. I mean, Joe Flacco has a quarterback rating of 70 uh, on the season. Jeremy Macklin and Mike Wallace are, are banged up heading into this game as his third receiver, Rashad Perryman. They really got to shut them down in the beginning here. I don't think there's any excuse for the Dolphins letting more than 10 or 13 points up to the Ravens also too defensively for Baltimore. They've allowed three of the last four games. They've allowed an opposing running back to have 113 or more yards. I mean, Le'Veon Bell, was one of them also Latavius Murray Jordan Howard all three running backs three out of the last four weeks so now you've got Jay Ajayi coming in really needs to get back on track here to be that rock in the running game so Paul is there any other matchup that you're looking at here in the Ravens game
1: I'm definitely looking along the defensive line because you look at what the Ravens allowed last week to a vastly inferior defensive line they allowed six or seven sacks in that game, and that's not going up against anybody to caliber Cameron Wake and Dominic and Sue and really what Miami has all along that defensive front, even if they get to their second wave and a couple of their third wave guys. So really, if Miami's defensive line can feast here against a quarterback with all the mobility of the Heisman Trophy in Joe Flacco, uh, really this is a scenario that Miami – could take off and just destroy them. And it's really the battle of the trenches on both sides of the ball for me. What's your
0: prediction, Cap? I'm going to go with 20-17 to Dolphins here. I think it's going to be a close matchup. I think Matt Moore does just enough to not only win the game but also cause some controversy of whether or not he's going to remain the starter moving forward for the rest of the year. Because it could be a blessing in disguise. Because I think Cutler would have had to start this game if he were healthy. But now you have an excuse to start more, and you have an excuse to see what you have there.
1: For me, I I think Miami wins a big way. I do think they win those battles along the trenches here. And and I think Miami has their first big victory of the year, and it runs away with this one, 30-13. And I think it's going to be a definitive victory, especially given the the map more effect as far as energy goes for at least a game or two.
0: Let's hope so, because, I mean, the schedule gets really difficult after this. And, you know, a- after that, we're going to play the, the Raiders. We still have Van KC, Buffalo twice, Patriots twice, a lot of tough opponents. That will do it for our wrap-up here. You can follow Paul and I on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, and on iHeartRadio. Our next game is going to be against the Oakland Raiders. We'll be sure to break that one down, too. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the Fin side. It ain't the
1: left side, for the right side, and it must be the fence side. It ain't the left side, for the right side, right, and it
0: must be the fence side.
1: Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what...